oh, well, this is dumb. Why are you doing this? We should do it my way. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. I'm I'm happy to be here on the podcast again. I Thanks. feel like I took a little bit of a break because Scott did a lot of great interviews. Yeah, you've been missing for a bit. I've been hiding. No. Uh, <laughs> there's just been a lot going on. If anyone who's watching this on video can see that we are not in our usual spot. We're kind no. of like sitting in a blank corner of the house. <laughs> it's just, you know, the living the life of having your business in your home. Mm-hmm. We usually record out where Scott has his office set up, but... We're going to be setting up a new podcasting little area nook in the office that I work out of here, but it's not done yet. So no, no. We're just, we just, we literally just ripped apart this desk or the desk. It used to be here in office yesterday. It's still yeah, kind there's of holes mess. in the wall. The walls yeah. are scratched up because this was my crafting area. So I had like sewing machines and like all that kind of stuff in here. So anyway, we're clearing that out. Going to make a little podcasting nook, but until then, this is what we're you taking get. our own advice. Do it dirty. Just get started a little bit. So <laughs> that's where in this like awkward, weird blank corner. Moving on. What are we talking about today? Oh, we've got an awesome announcement. Mm-hmm. Excited about this. Scott has been doing so many calls with members of our Million Dollar Academy lately because everybody's trying to get ready for the season. Yeah. If you're not familiar with our Million Dollar Academy, we do group co- like large group coaching and um, one-on-one coaching. And he's been taking a lot of one-on-one coaching calls. We have coaching and we have uh, courses that, t- that go along with the coaching. And it's for landscaping business owners that are established. And by established, I, we just mean you've already done like about your first 100000 or so yeah, you've in been sales. been in business for a year or two. Yeah. year, yeah. It doesn't have to have been a long time. But we've been working with a lot of landscaping business owners that have been struggling with their numbers. And that has literally been what Scott has been trying to help everybody with before the season starts. Yeah, has been- there been a call that has not been about numbers? Uh... Most of it has been about numbers. There's been a few little things about systems procedures, but most of it has been about numbers. Everybody wants to get their pricing all set, make sure they're going to be making money this year. Right. And that leads us up to our awesome announcement Mm -hmm. is that because so many people want to get their numbers straight right now, we're actually going to do a course that is outside of the academy. We've never done this before. It is literally the only like numbers and estimating course that you're ever going to need. Scott's going to take two days. And you will learn, like everybody's like, you got to know your numbers. You need to know your numbers. If you don't even know what those numbers are that you need to learn, then this is the course for you. (laughs) Because you're going to learn them. And then not only will you learn these numbers, and then Scott is going to take everybody through how to put together profitable estimates using those numbers. We'll do a landscaping estimate and lawn maintenance one as well. Yeah, you're going to walk away with... Like Katie said, all the numbers you need to know, but you're going to have the calculator so you can do it repeatedly over and over. You will now be able to crank out estimates in how long will it take once they've got this calculator set up? I mean, 15, 20 minutes, you can probably have it even faster. It just depends on the complexity. I'm talking like 15, 20 minutes for a pretty complex one. Right. So it's pretty simple once you get it all set up. Well, because we want everybody to be able to consistently put out profitable estimates, not just I threw a bunch of numbers together and I happen to make money once. Well, and it's so important this year for one, it's what we have to pay our employees is so crazy right now. Everything is expensive right now. We have teenage sons. Feeding them is so expensive right now. Everything (laughs) is expensive. Well, in the (laughs) time we're recording this right now, 
It is almost four dollars a gallon here in Northwest Indiana for oh, regular gas. Well, oh, it's over. It's over four fifty for diesel, for diesel yeah. right now. So it is stupid. So you have to have your numbers straight in order to make sure you're making a profit this year. If you're just guessing, fuel and labor costs will kill you right there. So it, it is so important. To right. Get. We were talking to your dad today. Fuel bills He's have been $5,000 last yeah, month. 4, yeah, $4,500, $5,000. So now is the time to get those numbers ready. Scott will throw a link into the show notes. Yep. But literally, this is the only numbers and estimating course that you're going to need. And this is our first time doing this outside of the academy. So we're going to have special pricing for everybody because we're really putting this out to anyone who's on our email list, listens mm -hmm. to our podcast. You all are going to have first crack at this because we're going to offer it for it'll be about a thousand dollars. We don't have the price set, but that is the cheapest that you will ever find it. There's mm -hmm. comparable courses that are twenty five hundred to thirty five hundred way yeah. more. And a lot of times you have to actually physically travel to go to those mm -hmm. events to learn this. So we're trying to keep it affordable, affordable, but it will be online. It will take we say two days. I don't know how long the days are going to be, whether that's like four or five hours, you know, yeah, it's going to be probably six hours. Six? I'm thinking, yeah. OK, it's a pretty in-depth course. But the first day, once you get those numbers knocked out, you'll have a little bit of homework probably at night. Then after that, we'll come in the next day and we'll show you how to set up the estimating systems and you'll be able to rock them out like nothing. It's going to yeah. be awesome. The end goal is for you to be able to crank out these estimates that you know are profitable yep. with ease, no problem. So the dates for those are March. I should have looked at yeah. my calendar before we started. And it'll all be linked yep. up in the show notes. You can look it all up, but it's, it's like, going to be two days. This is the first time we're offering it. So this is the cheapest it will ever be. It will likely be more after this. So you'll want to sign up ASAP if you are interested. And the link will also be in the show notes. It's like milliondollarlandscaper.com forward slash numbers. It's going to be the 21st and 22nd of March. Okay. So. I knew it was a yeah. Monday, Tuesday, but I just yeah. couldn't remember what yeah. the exact dates were. So 21st, 22nd. So make sure you sign up because we're only limiting this to 10 people tops. That's it. Just because well, I want this to, to be small and I want to be able to work with you. So if you have questions, I want this to be a class that you can interact with me, ask me questions, and you know, make sure you get them answered. I want everyone to walk away with this course knowing and having the numbers set up for this year to be profitable. So I want to keep it small and, and keep everybody- Right, and for $1,000, like you could lose it. That's one job right there. Oh yeah. Like how, how, how many of us have lost our ass on one job that yeah. was mo way more than yeah, so. $1,000. So this is really your opportunity to, like we said, if you don't know what the numbers are that you even need to know, Now's the time to know them yep. and to put them into a functioning, working, estimating system. So, yeah, so I'm excited about it. Make sure you guys get signed up. MillionaireLandscaper.com forward slash numbers, March 21st, 22nd. So yes, it's going to be great. Yep. Okay, then on to today's podcast. Um, today, we are going to talk about what to look for besides skills when hiring. So a quick note from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Okay, today we want to talk about what to look for besides business skills when hiring. And what prompted this conversation was we were actually approached by Team Engine mm -hmm. to participate in like a blog post series. They've already come out, but we really wanted to go ahead and talk about these again because we weren't the only ones that participated in this. A lot of different landscaping coaches and even just coaches yeah, in general. Yeah, it's not, this just, isn't necessarily landscaping specific. No, but there's a lot of landscape consultants that have provided value in this 
these blogs. So Yeah, so we wanted to run through them so we could share with you not only our answers to everything, but the what everybody else said. Because even if they weren't landscaping specific coaches and everything, there was a lot of really great answers. Do you want to give like a two second yeah, just, description of what Team Engine is? So Team Engine, it's, it's teamengine.io. Definitely go check it out. They have a lot of great information, tons of resources on their like job descriptions, all kinds of great stuff. So definitely go check out their, yeah. their thing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, we are not sponsored no. by Team Engine. They just approached us to do this and we have not used Team Engine, but it looks like it is something that could really help people, especially maybe if you have a bigger, a little bit of a bigger company. Is this for like everyone that's, if you're just starting out, maybe not, but. No, but they have a ton of resources that will help you out even if you're just beginning. So hire, looking like hire your first person. So definitely go check it out. But it's kind of like a automation platform. So it kind of helps you automate your hiring and training and retaining aspects of your business. So it helps you find candidates because it kind of automatically puts out the ads and oh like to indeed like yeah, post indeed, them and for Facebook you. and all that stuff and then like if a candidate approaches your you know wants to fill out the application it'll automatically send them a text saying you know thank you we'll get back to you in so much time it, it, it is a pretty cool piece it of helps software kind of automate and make that whole process yeah. a little bit smoother yeah like you said i've never used it but it looks really good yeah it seems like something well it, it's so hard anymore to keep track of all the employees especially if we start growing in size like when we had 20 some employees right. it's hard to like like this software can automatically send an email saying happy birthday on their birthday. It's hard just to try. Like we had intentions of doing that. That was one of the things we wrote down. I remember writing that down, but it's hard to track it. And just you get busy and you don't have time to do it. This thing, you can set it up. It automatically takes care of it. So yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Just so, thought we'd yeah, send Team Engine a little bit of love. And we were, like I said, we were happy to participate in this blog post series. So the first one was, yes, what, what to look for. Besides skills. Yes. So we're, we're just going to kind of run through the answers that everybody gave here, because the whole point of this is that they really think you should hire for potential, not always experience, because mm -hmm. sometimes potential can trump people's experience. Yeah, yeah. And so well, sometimes their experience brings some bad habits, too. That is very true. <laughs> and while like it sounds all good and cool to be like, oh, yeah, just hire for potential. OK, like what does that mean? Really? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? So the first answer was actually ours. <laughs> Our answer was. Determine culture fit by asking about their personality, attitude, and core values. So we basically say individual personalities and how they fit in the company culture is more important than ever. Why? We've noticed that employees like to feel like they're not only part of a team, but they're part of something bigger, more important. And if their personal values and work ethic don't match that of your company's culture, you know, they're probably not going to work out. So it makes everything from training and retaining that employee that much easier and basically sustainable. So that was our answer that we wrote in here. It's so important to really look at their values and their culture because if they don't fit, they're not going to last. They're not going to want to be there and you're not going to want to have them there. So it, it is important. And I've noticed this a lot in, I, I feel like the old person, in the younger generation. But these people that are coming into the workforce, you know, that are in their early 20s, they want to feel like they're a part mm -hmm. of something. They want company culture. I don't remember that being quite as important, no. you know, like 25 years ago. I wanted when we, money and I wanted to work. And yeah, it was just like, oh, this is a job. You're going to pay me. Cool. cool. Thanks for the job. So that was our answer. Definitely more and more. The next answer was from a construction industry consultant, but the same type of answer that we had, you know, look for company culture um, fit. Oh, here's another construction industry consultant. Moral of the story is they're all kind of, we're all, we all kind of said the same thing. Look for that cultural fit. And we will actually, we'll link to this article in the show notes so you can read through it yourself. Another one person said, I like this one. Does a candidate have the same energy and pace as your current team members? So if they don't feel like they're going to, you know, feel like they can fit in there, then, you know, they can't keep up. It's not going to work out. 
this kind of goes into a line with, you know, if you get a person that comes from an office and hasn't really worked outside in the landscape business, are they going to want to be outside when it's 100 degrees outside or, you know, getting their hands dirty or, or dealing with the weather? Because that's some of the factors. And I personally have come across that, you know, hiring people, they don't. Mm-hmm. They think that they want mm-hmm. to work outside and, oh, I don't have to be at a desk and there's sunshine mm-hmm. and there's air. They think that until mm-hmm. they actually have to do it. So, yeah. so I, I kind of like that one answer. I think that's yeah, really just something to keep in mind. Here's another answer that's all about core values. And this, let's see, this is a cleaning industry consultant. She goes to talk about how, yes, job skills can be acquired through experience. You can train people, but attitude is a lot harder to change in people. So once again, all along the same kind of lines. This one's kind of a different one down here. Oh, we got a hot take alert if you're reading, if you go ahead and read the (laughs) article. And I like this a lot because it talks about culture and fitting in is important. But that doesn't mean to just go ahead and forget about and not hire someone who isn't exactly, exactly, exactly a fit. Yeah, it it basically goes on and say, you know, don't eliminate excellent candidates from consideration because their style may be different from yours. And yes, you know, it's nice to have somebody think a little bit outside the box, have different perspective on things. So it is kind of nice about that. But you also have to look if that culture is not going to fit your team might just give him crap about things. And <laughs> so it, it, this there's, is a, there's a balancing one. act. Because yes. I have worked with people that maybe weren't the best cultural fit, but they were a fit enough that they still showed up. Mm-hmm. They got the job done. They did things. They were cantankerous enough to question things, but they weren't cantankerous enough to bring everybody down. And mm-hmm. I think that's the line. Like, yeah. it's okay to question things and it's okay to have a little bit of piss and vinegar and stink in you. But if it gets to the point to where that turns negative and you're talking out against the boss, you're talking about, uh, you're, you're trashing the company, you're bringing all the um, other employees down, I think that's the line. I think mm-hmm. there's a line between, you know, quit questioning the man a little bit. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a line, there's a line between yeah. having your own opinion and questioning things and just kind of being a negative like drain yeah, on why everybody. Why are we doing this? You should be doing that. That does get annoying. Right. So. And it's one thing if they ask because they're genuinely curious about mm-hmm. why you're doing it or if they're not just being a brat and it's like, oh, well, pff, huh, this is dumb. Why are you doing this? We should do it my way. Yeah. Everybody knows that line. Yeah. So the next portion we talked about was assess interest and willingness to learn new things. Um, so the next landscape industry consultant said skills are far less important than coachability and longevity. Hard skills quickly become outdated with innovation, but the ability to learn quickly will always be in demand. I think that's a great answer. I think it's, you know, we have to be looking for somebody that's willing to learn and try new things and do things different because things have changed. You know, we've, we've evolved. Things are going more software in, in the landscape industry. We're finally starting to catch up with some of that stuff. And the biggest thing, this is something I've learned from my coaching calls, is how do you get your teams to like, just clock in, clock out on software. Like they can't get it to do it or, you know, get them to use the cell phones to message back different things. But this goes into having people that are willing to change and, and willing to adapt and learn new skills because it's, it's needed. So, you know, it goes into as far as new building styles and techniques with hardscapes, things have changed because they've evolved. They found new, better ways to do things. So you have to have an employee that's willing to change and adapt. Otherwise, they probably won't last in your business. Yep. And what was the next one? The next one is a landscaping consultant. And I liked this one. And it was like, what does the person do before the interview? 
Do they show up on time? Are they early? Are they sitting out in their car playing on their phone? Do they come in? Are they friendly? How do they interact with other people that happen to maybe be in the yard or in the building? Because that can be kind of telling as to what kind of person that they are, you know? Well, on that note is paying attention in how they show up and what they show up in. Are they getting a ride from somebody? Are they coming taking an Uber there? Like, Oh, that's a big indicator that they don't have their license. Yeah, so that's that's kind of a big thing right there red flag there and start to question you know you know maybe maybe the car just broke down that could be but and do you look presentable i'm not saying you have to show up in a suit but do you at least look presentable like your Mm -hmm. hair has seen a comb and you've may have you know had a shower (laughs) (laughs) within recent (laughs) amount of time because appearance matters it does Mm -hmm. how you present yourself and how your company presents itself Mm -hmm. matters so and are they respectful of your time? That was just another point that was made. It's like, if they know that this is like a 30 minute interview, are they giving nice and concise answers or are they blabbing on and on and on and not being respectful of the time that was allotted for the interview? I never necessarily yeah. thought about that, but I like yeah. it. Uh, next one is Joe from Cycle CPA, our buddy over there. Oh yeah, if you've not, if you've listened to our podcast for a while, we've had Carla from Cycle um, yeah, on here quite a bit. On. Joe's been on a couple times before, too, but you can look back through our past episodes. But yeah, Cycle CPA, they're awesome. So he said candidates with specific experience may be hard to come by. Instead, look for people with good character and a good attitude. Look for people that want to and are able to be trained. So very true there. Yep. Another landscape industry consultant said employers should look for people that take initiative and who can work independently. Also look for people who are hungry to learn more and prove themselves. So absolutely. I always like people that can work independently. Some people can't, but don't discount them because then you can just partner with someone. If it's a good person, I don't always hold it against them if they can't always work independently. I would just make a mental note of it and make sure they always have a buddy because some people just need, I work fine by myself, but I know some people like to have a buddy or they can get very disinterested in what well, they're that, doing. That goes into maybe finding a different position for them that they like to be by themselves. You know, a lot of times in landscaping, you're kind of around other groups of people, you know, so mowing might be by yourself or doing laundry. That's like by yourself, the good person. So. Yeah. If they like to be on a mower, go give them the lot the job where you have to go like mow three acres and you're going to be on like you're going to be out there for a long time alone (laughs) but yeah try to you know try to do what you can with it this next one was be less concerned with specific accomplishments and more interested in the process that led to the accomplishments and i think that's important just to show that these people once again are adaptable and they have enough drive and willingness to learn skills that it takes to accomplish things Mm -hmm. so it's not always the end that's what is that it's not the destination isn't what matters. It's the journey along the way. There yeah, we go. There you go. Was it wisdom from Katie all jumbled <laughs> up? Uh, another business coach said, when looking for talent, employers must closely examine the career history of each candidate to understand progression through the career. And I think this is very important. I think you always should be looking at the references and seeing what they did. You can also look and see, you know, are they moving up in whatever job they're at? And I don't hold it against people if they've had multiple jobs, but it's why they've had multiple mm-hmm. jobs. Some people, they hop from one to one to the next because they get there and they're like, oh, the sex is stupid mm. next. Oh, the sex yeah. is stupid next. That's different than somebody who has like, OK, they started on doing grounds and they, they were holding mm. the spin trimmer. OK, then they worked their way up to a foreman. Oh, OK, mm. and then they went more a foreman somewhere else. Mm-hmm. If they keep progressing and we're changing jobs to better themselves, that's one thing. But if they were just hopping and hopping and hopping, then that could be a flag if they've never progressed in that. I always feel it's important to call the references. I um, call them. If they're on there, I usually call at least yeah. two. 
there's different thoughts and theories on that. You know, they don't have to give you all the information. They don't want to get sued and all that stuff. I get all that, but I still feel it's important on your part to try to do your best to do your research and find out why they left, you know, what's, what's going on. I know because I do call references, but it is also awkward because I've had people call references and it's hard. I try to be as tactful as possible hmm. while giving them honest answers. Maybe it's easy for some people to give. They worked here from this date to this date. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. If somebody says that, then, then that's a, maybe a flag. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it can be hard to be a little tactful, but you can if you do take the effort to make the phone call, you can try to read between the lines. Yeah. So. This one I really like. Uh, this is a HVAC industry consultant. He said, be open to talking, he or she, I'm sorry, I didn't see. Be open to talking to candidates from outside your industry where skills and previous work experience are transferable. And I talk about this a lot, like talking to our academy members. You need to be recruiting everywhere and anywhere. And I think actually we say that somewhere in one of the articles, but you need to be talking to people. Like I, I was talking to one of our academy members the other day on a coaching call and we talked about, you know, reaching out to like construction workers or concrete workers, those people, they work hard. They know what it is to be outside all the time. So mm -hmm. they're kind of somewhat in our industry. Yeah, like and, shoulder industries. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's important to just to reach out to anybody and maybe look for a change. You know, concrete workers, sometimes those guys, that's a backbreaking job. So if they, okay, maybe you can come over here and do some hardscapes so you don't have to carry as much and do as much, then it might be something. Right, while some people might be like, oh, hardscapes, that's too much work. They might look at it, they're like, woohoo, yeah. this would be easy breezy, yeah. thank you. Yeah, so just be open to other industries. Absolutely. And I liked this next one. The question was, or the statement, whatever, was attempt to understand why they're in your industry or why they want to join it and what about your company is appealing to them. I like this one because I more than once have hired people from completely different backgrounds because they thought they wanted to be in this industry. So if they show that they've got spunk mm -hmm. and they want to try this, I'm always happy to hire them for entry level positions because they are coming with no knowledge. But those are the people that can be little sponges and mm -hmm. because they want to try this industry. So they're either going to soak up all of the knowledge and soak it all in and be great employees, or they're going to find out real quick that they don't like this industry, they don't want to do it, and then they'll quit or find something else. And I think that's fine too. Like I'm always pretty gracious about helping people find their path in life. And I think it's okay, like I said, especially for lower entry level oh, yeah. positions, if somebody wants to try it out and you think that they might work. And then if they don't, don't hold it against them. I know it stinks to have to go then and try, you know, and find somebody else. But sometimes it can be worth the gamble. I've had some pretty good people stick around for a number of years that came like totally out of the blue from other industries. Yeah. And I think you just need to, you know, have this in your job description, letting them know what is involved in that job. First off, have a job description, but mm -hmm. have in there, you know, that you're working outside. You might be working in rain, snow, mud, you mm -hmm. know, all those types of things, 100 degree days. Let them know that because it might mm -hmm. scare some people off that you don't want to. But I've had people that come and freaking love it. Yep. They are happy, just happy to be out and in it and they don't even care and they have worked out. So, yep. okay. The all next right. one, um, I liked this one. The employers should consider if the new hire has long-term potential. I like this with higher positions, foremen, stuff like that. I like to look at, are they from the area? Would they have to move? If they already live in the area and are invested and have a family, they might be more likely to stick around. Yeah. And some of the ways I've kind of done this is actually just speaking to them and saying, you know, I can really see yourself moving up into the business, whether it's, you know, going to a foreman or going up to like a supervisor type position. And you can kind of feel their tone of voice or, you know, if they get excited about that or they're like, eh, 
you can kind of tell then, well, maybe they're not wanting to be in this industry very long or something else is going on. So Yeah. Well, this ties into the next one. This was a landscaping industry consultant that said the people need to have a willingness to learn new things and wear different hats. And especially if you're smaller and just hiring your first couple of employees, the wearing different hats will come into play because you can't have that attitude of that's not my job. That's not my job. When everybody's still kind of doing all the jobs, when you're just hiring your first couple employees, you could go from one minute you're mowing the next minute you're, I don't know, sweeping the mud out of the shop. (laughs) But you can't have the attitude of that's not my job, especially when you're just starting out and hiring your first couple employees. And they need to know that. Now, this one I think is pretty important. It says, be picky. Don't just hire anyone. And I'm, I'm trying to remember who I was talking to the other day. They're just, you know, I just need a body. I just need somebody to fill this position. And I get it. But at a certain point, like you're going to be training this person and, you know, they may mess up or whatever. And you just have to start all over again. It just becomes a vicious cycle. You should be spending a little bit of time and doing your best to hire the best person for that job or persons willing to learn and adapt. It's it's once again that hard line because I've experienced this as well, especially filling part-time positions. We did have a summer where we just hired bodies. We got through, but it was not a pleasant summer for the people. Like when you just hire a body, those are the, they're the first ones that are start complaining when it gets hot, when it gets hard. Those are the people that's hard to keep them moving and keep them working. But yet it was better than having no one. So yeah. it was, it, it's just, it's a difficult little dance. It, it is very difficult. Right <laughs> I now. wish I'm I not... had better advice than that, but it's a difficult little dance. Yeah. yeah. And then the biggest thing is, I think you just need to be looking for anybody and should say anybody, but people everywhere. That's the biggest thing. Don't just limit yourself to people that just respond to your ad or keep your just, ears open at church. Yeah. What? Your yeah. nephew needs a job. Is he interested in this? Yeah. But everybody, keep you should be letting open. everybody know, Hey, I mean, I'm always looking for great people. I told somebody the other day, you're at Home Depot and you see somebody else that's like doing your good job working there. You're not necessarily poaching, but to say, if you're looking for a career change, we're always looking for great people. Here's my business card. Keeping in mind. That's a that's lovely it. way to say it. Perfect. I'm not a huge fan of going out like poaching other landscape companies. I'm not a huge fan of doing that. I've had it done. Like I literally had, yeah. we're at the gas station. I remember this where another landscape company came up to our guys and was asking them to come work while mm-hmm. I'm standing there. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, okay, I wouldn't do it like in front of them. Yeah. Maybe they didn't know you were in charge because I have been poached. I was actually eating lunch. <laughs> um, girl that I work with, we were out to lunch and yes, uh, we had somebody approach us to poach us. So yeah. I mean, I get it. It's yeah, it's a fine line right now, I think. But yeah, it depends I, on you and if you're willing to do it. I kind of think it's okay because you kind of you just never know it, if you're not slimy about it. Yeah. Like you said, if you're just like, oh, hey, if you're looking for it, whatever. Yeah, don't be slimy. Don't be weird. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't personally go up and say, hey, we got a, a position for you. We're going to pay you this or, you know, what are you making now? I'll bump it up another dollar or two dollars, whatever well, it is. Don't don't do that. Do that. That's kind of slimy. Yeah. Right? No, don't be slimy. Yeah. And then, OK, the article wraps up with Jack Justice. If you haven't listened to his podcast, his podcast is amazing. He is the CEO of Ramblin' Jackson. We have given out um, his books during Mm -hmm. giveaways. We've had him on the podcast. So look him up. Yes. And he summed this up really nicely. It really comes down to attitude, past success, preparation. We didn't really talk about preparation, but preparation as in did they even like bother to Google your company before they came in? And I guess if you don't have a website, you know, if you're if you're just starting out, you're not really Google a bull. But if they haven't researched your position ahead of time or your business ahead of time, are they at least asking good questions about it? You know, are they, you know, acting like they are even remotely interested in like, okay, if you're a new business, tell me about that. You know, what is your vision of the future? How could I help you grow? So 
I just thought that was something. And then his last one was the willingness to learn. That's all the ones that we've already talked about. But no, I think that's, it was a great article and there's a lot of great information in here. Like I said, they, they have all kinds of great information on this on teamengine.io website. They've got great blog posts. We will link to this one. And this whole blog thing was actually a series. And so we'll be talking about some more of their blogs coming up. But we really just wanted to give a shout out to them and thank them for letting us be a part of their series that they had going on. And then just a reminder, make sure you guys sign up for the estimating class that's coming up. Yes, the only estimating and numbers class you will ever need. Yep. I mean, if nothing else, you get to spend two days with Scott, <laughs> picking his brain, yep. worm around in there, ask all the questions all that you can ask. But most importantly, it's going to get you set up for the success for this upcoming season. Mm -hmm. Like Scott said, he's been spending so much time with everybody learning their numbers. We're honest to goodness working with companies that are about to go under. Oh yeah. If, yeah. if they don't get their numbers straight, they're going to go under. Yeah. Please do not wait until you get to that point to work with us. And I'm saying this because it's um, we take this very seriously. Oh, yeah. We genuinely want people to succeed. It just breaks my heart when people come to us and they're like already to the point that they are using their savings. They're in tears. I don't want to see that for any no. landscaper. Landscapers work way too hard to get to that point. And the solution is out there. We can help you do it. You don't have to get to that point. The information's out there. Please, please let Scott show you how to do it. <laughs> well, as we say, no broke landscapers. That's our goal. We don't yes. want any broke landscapers. We have seen so many landscapers come and go in just our area that we hate seeing them do that. Just It's not because they don't know how to do the work. It's not because of lack of work. It's because they just didn't know how to manage the money and understanding things. that gets so. them every time. Yep. So definitely sign up March 21st through the 22nd, uh, millionairelandscaper.com forward slash numbers. And we'll put all the links in this on show notes and everything. But. Yes. So um, yeah, because like Scott said before, we're only taking 10 people. We really want to get this to like people that are followers of our podcast and um, on our email list and that we'd love to fill it with um, you all that are already part of our community first, because we know that you guys are the type of people that will take the action and put in the two days of work to get it done. Like what is two days when this could <laughs> really, you know, turn around your entire season. So, yeah. all right, I've got some interview questions for Scott. These are all, would you rather questions? Okay. So would you rather have to grow, hunt, and kill your own food or eat only Taco Bell for an entire year? Uh, I'd rather just hunt and kill my own food rather than eat Taco Bell. I mean, Taco Bell is good, but yeah. yeah I would worry about the plumbing in the house. Yes. If you're catching my yes. drift, yes. I don't know how much Taco Bell you could eat before the plumbing retaliated. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> but I don't know if I could grow, hunt, and kill my own food. I'm a little lazy. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, good answer. Would you rather be covered in bees or covered in spiders? Uh, spiders because I'm allergic to bees. So. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that when I, I pulled this I question. I wouldn't be here. That I... was really rude of me. <laughs> yes. Sorry about that. I, I did forget that you're allergic to bees. Thanks, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you rather put ketchup or ranch dressing on everything you eat? Who? Uh, if you were our son, you would, would put be, ranch on everything. Yeah. I mean, I guess ranch could go with everything, I guess. Yeah. Or part. mix the ranch and the yeah. ketchup. He, he does that and calls just, it ranch up. Yeah. I think you actually can buy that now. I believe you can, yeah. but he's been doing it for a number of years. He has. He has. All That's right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, make sure you sign up for that master class and go check out TeamEngine.io's. Yeah, we've post. linked to the article. They're really good. They've got a lot of great information. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 